streaming now. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. This is A Natural State of Mind, brought to you by CW2 Productions, and we've got a special guest with us tonight. Of course, we've got myself and another Chris with Chris Wolford, and it's his birthday today. And then we have a very cool guest, a good friend of ours, Jesse Moore, or we call him J-Mo in the PFARs. Yeah. J-Mo. Hey, J-Mo. thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you. We're glad to have you here. We've had a cool day. We've, uh, we've just hung out all day, pretty much. Well, it's been like all weekend, it feels like, because we did stuff uh, yesterday as well. Yeah, birthday weekends usually last all weekend. Yeah, and it's been good. A lot of disc golf, a lot of brand time. I enjoy um, birthday weekends. I think think it's important to celebrate your birthday and not pass by it and uh, slough it off. I had a good time today. We're going to talk about that, but thank you for, to my friends and to everybody who came out and played at the Mini today and. I haven't even looked at Facebook to say thank you to everyone because I know there's a few messages, and so I do appreciate it. I'm sure there are. I mean, yeah, you're well known by the the local community for sure, and you do so much for the sport of disc golf in this area that people do appreciate it, whether or not you might not think so. I I don't. I'm a facilitator. Jesse does a lot. Jesse does tournaments. You do a lot. You do tournaments as well. I, I, I just try to keep it one. One big happy family, I guess. I don't know. I don't. Well, no, I like that. So. I, I enjoy. I enjoy what I do. It's fun. I like because I like disc golf, and I want to have good events. I don't want to go out where it's trash, and you're worried about scores, and you're giving money because we are paying money. So I think you should um, have good events. Yeah, absolutely. There's. I. I wasn't around during the. Uh, the beginning days of the tournaments. I was living down in Louisiana at the time, which was a much smaller scene. But you guys were up here, what, five years ago, you know, six years ago, when it really, was it kind of blowing up before COVID? No, no. not at all, would you say? Yeah, I would, not really. And I, even before COVID, I wasn't playing at the level I am now. I was just very, very casual with my one friend. So uh, I think it probably wasn't until COVID when everything really started blowing up as the scene in general. Okay. You know, and I can say the same thing. Um, I was playing a little bit. I, I really owe everything on my disc golf around here to Duncan uh, Howard because it was just me, him, and Gabe and Duncan's dad and Gabe's dad playing. And um, Duncan um, introduced me to some, you know, PFARs and then got into, you know, and it just went from there because I didn't like playing minis because I just – I went to a couple of them, and I just felt like I was um, donating cash. So it's not very fun to think that. Well, and that's that's some work that a TD has to do, even for these minis. As you said, you know, you break up uh, flights into the group of people that you have, whether by rating or am pro, and you kind of split people up so that maybe more people don't feel that way. It's minis are supposed to be what what. what 
where are we heading? Let's not go here yet. We can talk about this in a second. I know we were kind of getting off, but we want to talk about some national stuff first. But it was my birthday. It is my birthday today. I'm 49. My last year's in 40s. Um, it's been a good ride in the 40s. The lady I work for, she's 87. And she said her 40s were her finest, uh, the most fun time she's had. Uh, that's, so. that's a relief since I'm on my way there. Man, I'm going to tell you, it is. It, uh, from about your age, uh, 37 or so, 30, 35 or so, man, I really started uh, having a great time in life. Not that it didn't before, but it was just a completely different time. And Sure. Um, and disc golf has always been there, man. The one thing that never left my my side was my disc golf bag. And that's kind of what we're going to be discussing tonight because we're all friends. We're all in the same uh, the same club. And we're just going to talk about, you know, what friendship developed by playing this awesome game. But, but first, let's talk about this amazing tournament that I didn't even care about this weekend. It's yeah. weird. I, I usually do care, but. Discmania Open. And it was um, up on, what was it, Prince Edward Island? So it, up in Canada, which is a beautiful place. So the course was gorgeous. But from what I watched, was what, it wasn't much. So I'm not going <laughs> to really act like I know what happened. But um, it wasn't anything that I wanted to keep watching. It was a little boring. That, that, that's about the way I felt the first two or three holes I watched. And the, I'm sorry, but the guy's voice does do a lot, just like these podcasts. Uh, it has to keep you engaged. And the guy's voice was just wanting want to punch myself in the face. They still went to uh, like six playoff holes though, right? Did they? Yeah. See, I didn't know that. We, we don't even know, Jesse. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, sounds like it was boring. I think Michael May had mentioned it today. Like, it just sucks. But. In the end, Eagle and someone, I think, went to five or, or six playoff holes for Eagle one. So, I mean, sometimes you leave the excitement for the end, I guess. Well, and take a guess who it was that Eagle was battling it out with. Thomas Gilbert? No. I don't know. Um, it was the world champion, Isaac Robinson. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, he actually shot eight down for the final round um, to come back on Eagle. Because I do know that Eagle had like a four-stroke lead going into the final round. Wow. So where was this again? Oh, uh, New York or something like that? No, it was Canada. Prince Edward oh, Island. Oh, you said that. Sorry. Sorry. I was um, listening. They used to have a tournament here every year, and it was on the national or the pro tour at the time before it was DGPT. Uh, there, there are some old videos you can watch of Prince Edward Island, and it's a super nice course. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so, of course, we would like we like woods, so we would so play on yours, like woods. Mine has Isaac on top, and it has Eagle, and yours has because you're looking at I'm looking at the PDGA. Wouldn't that wouldn't that represent that Isaac one? I can't see that far, so I just well <laughs> here's the playoff. So Eagle wins. Okay, I'm yeah. um, just the way they had it on here because I yeah. usually thought they put the winner on top uh, when I was no, a tiebreaker. It's only it's only that way because of the third round. So Isaac shot better in the third oh, round, the round or whatever, and their total is the same. So Isaac moved up. But, okay, you know that doesn't yep. represent no. Anyone. So so yeah. So congrats to your favorite Eagle McMahon. Who yeah, listen, I saw favorite. his I saw his bag over in Thirteen Peaks. It was a good looking bag. Um, that was I, a new grit bag. Yeah, I'm not sure what it was, uh, what how new or whatever, but it was it was a sharp looking bag. I enjoyed the design on it. Yeah, I think they look pretty cool, but I, I don't. I don't personally like all that um, stuff all over it. I prefer to have just a nice clean bag. Um, but it was six playoff holes. Jaglin was right there. 
that's a lot. They just <laughs> five holes in a row. They both birdied. I mean, those are all par. Well, no, there's not all par fours, but they're all pretty long holes. Yeah, you know, Isaac's. That's. I mean, he didn't come come down off of that uh, world's win. He's he's a good player, man. He's just solid, straight solid. I don't recognize some of these other names though, like uh, Alden Scott. Do I do I know him? Aiden Scott is a Aiden Scott. Let's see the one that was on the lead card, uh, the final days of Worlds, right? Oh, I thought he had a different I think name. He might have been, yeah. So Aiden Scott is a, he just recently started playing on the Pro Tour like last year. Is that that eighteen year old kid? Yeah, he's young. Okay, so maybe that, okay. And uh, he was going up against like Evan Scott and a couple of these other guys that are now on the tour, which are just increasing the strength of field right now. Uh, they were all battling it out at NADGT events and um, Amateur Worlds. All that. You know what's crazy is is if you didn't have like the top five players, it would be fun to watch like these guys all the time because you you know you see a lot of different names. I've been seeing Andrew Fish a lot, Raven Newsom a lot. I know because they're kind of getting into these Silver Series tours and just not necessarily the bigger tours. But Chandler Fry, I haven't seen that name in a second. No, and that's what the we've talked about that before, and we'll get your opinion on Silver Series as well, JMO. But the the Silver Series, in my opinion, is a really great way to let the those players that are not usually at the top at elite events, you know, to get some camera time. You start to you start to meet new players. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's a little weird that the top five, like you kind of said, are like they do play those events, but I, I don't really know what for, and I guess just the the money part of it. But I think as a as a viewer, it would be cool to see the names you're not always seeing or hearing about, and so when they do make a strike in, you know, in an elite series of being like, Oh, like I, I know that guy. I recognize that name. I saw him play at uh, the vintage open or whatever. Um, so I think it would be uh, cooler or better to kind of disallow the top players in the world to play. But I mean, that's, I don't know how you do that. Um, right. That was um, Evan Scott, by the way, and he finished 20th. So yeah, there's points on the line here. You know, they are playing for points. Um, so that's why you see a lot of these players that, you know, like Eagle, well, Eagle's there, of course, cause it's Discmania. He has to be, probably has to be there. Oh yeah. But, um, speaking of which, Discmania's players both won. So Ella Hansen took FPO. Who was, um, well, I guess I can look, who was, uh, who was second? Deanne Carey. Uh, her birthday was, I think the 9th or the 8th of September. Uh, her and Kat were celebrating online or something. I did see Kat posted that it was Deanne's birthday just recently. Yeah, you're right. Is that one of the people that were at this tournament right there? Yeah, they had seven in the FBO field. Oh, my God. Is this a C tier in Little Rock? <laughs> no, we have more than that. <laughs> and the, the men's were only, they had 40. Oh, geez. But, but it's not just on the beaten path. That takes a lot to go out to BC uh, and play. It's yeah. not in America. It's, you know, obviously an island. So, Like Simon won't play there because he can't fly a plane like right there. You know, there's not an airport around. He doesn't play a tournament, apparently. Wow. Uh, he's he's done with driving to really? tournaments. Yeah. Well, yeah. For him. Man, he doesn't have to. No wow, it's that kind of lifestyle for him. Good for him, man. Good for him. Yeah, that was uh, something that I heard on another podcast was that Simon will not play in a tournament unless there is an airport within a, a reasonable proximity of the course. Wow. So what's next week for him? Uh, next week is Maple Hill. So That's a big tournament, isn't it? 
Yes, I believe Maple Hill is an elite plus, which just means more points. Is that is that a, a in the playoff structure now? Is that a playoff tournament? It is on the playoff. Yeah, they're a, I can't remember what they call that. But a couple of tournaments are playoff tournaments that make the the points more valuable. Yeah, so that because they, they use that seedings win. Mm-hmm. Um, something right. This playoff, right? Uh, might have done it. Uh, USDGC qualifier? Okay, that's what it's for, right? I believe so. Sorry, I'm sitting here looking this up. Yeah, DGPT playoffs, Maple uh, MVP Open oh, at yeah. Maple Hill. That was last Tour year. Championship. Yeah. Stuff like that. So it's a cool course. So. Yeah, it's a cool one. Um, Where do I know this one from? Which one? Is this the one that has the red arc all down the middle of the uh, course? Maple Hill? Yeah. Right yeah, they do have they have really nice um they use planter uh stone tea pads and you know the square stones. And then they also have red mulch, which I'm not a fan of red mulch, but they do have red mulch. Well, I think they use that for the tree from the trees there or something like that. I don't know. Uh, but it's cool the spectators can't walk on that either if I'm if I remember right. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I remember watching. It was just for players only, and they keep them to the outside. Okay. Well. I'm 92.3% sure of that. That's good enough. Uh, so other notables on the MPO side, I want to talk about one guy in particular because I watched him throw a few times, and he had played another. It might have been Kansas City wide open. It, it may have been another um, Silver Series. But Jake Wolf finished fifth. Real quick, you had Gavin Babcock in third, and uh, he's another Discmania player, so they're well represented in the top three spots at least. Aiden Scott we talked about. Um, and then Jake Wolf is fifth. Jake Wolf is the guy that was throwing overhands. Like, obviously a hell of a baseball player at one point. In his life, I, I think I saw his video, yeah, where he was really chunking them and getting some good skip out of the uh, – when it come up off of the ground. Right? Yeah, it was making my arm hurt just watching it. <laughs> So, but yeah, the commentary, not so good. So I didn't watch the whole thing. And then plus we just, we had our friendship weekend and played disc golf all the time. Friendship weekend. That's <laughs> a good way to call it. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you call it earlier? Your segment that she really wanted to drop it? Oh, uh, what's a Noah Jamo? What's a Noah Jamo? I'll be coming up out of the break. Yeah. Right on it. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, Raven Newsom's back. Thomas Gilbert's there. If you haven't seen either one of those players much this year, so no, Thomas, I haven't seen much of him at all. No. Uh, like we were talking about earlier, Ella took it down in FPO and by a pretty substantial amount, um, nine strokes. So oh, yeah, my my favorite player got third. Yeah, Juliana Corver takes third. So Deanne Carey takes second, and Juliana Corver takes third place. I believe I saw where it was like Ella Hansen's first Disc Pro Tour win ever. It is. And there's a debate on, especially the Foundation podcast. One of the guys hates Silver Series, and he, he gets really upset when folks say that they've won their first Disc Golf Pro Tour event, and it was a Silver Series. He doesn't. He doesn't agree that that's a pro, should be a pro tour level event or something. You know, that's um, how can you relate to that? That's like winning your conference 
title, but you still want to win the bigger title, right? Like like a Super Bowl, like in the NFL, you could care less. The ultimate goal is Super Bowl. You have to win your conference title, but that's not that. That, that you should be satisfied with that. Uh, but getting a win at any level with any competition, uh, especially some of the names, like all oh, seven of them. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's hard to hang your hat on, but she can still hang your hat on it. I mean, that's that's her deal. So to win, a win's a win. A win's a win. Do you agree, JMO? I do, but I mean, seven people. I won, so I won uh, the Mountain View Open. Uh, what was it? Um, uh, Flex Start the, the day before. I, I got my, I got a W on that. It's in my career wins. There was one person. It was me. So I won. Oh. I also got DFL. So I mean, I don't go toting that around or any of the uh, the Flex Starts I win. Yeah, like I've got career wins, but. They were flex stars. Like that's a completely different mentality, and it's not the same. So I don't. If if there were seven people that I beat, I don't necessarily know that I would. Yeah, I beat seven people at the Bishopman Ridge tournament. You know. Okay. Right. So do you take pride in that? Like I beat seven people. I think it also definitely depends on who's who's there. So if it was like seven great people that I'm always competing against, uh, you know, going and battling with, then then yeah, I, I may say. You know, I, I won the seven-person tournament, but the people I beat were you know, pretty good. So it'd be a, a different type of pride for me, I guess. Sure. Man, I have five career wins, and three of those are flex starts. So in the same way, I don't really hold those up. Uh, yeah. So what, what, what's the prereq for a quality career win? I think two, at least two rounds, because anybody can shoot hot in one round. That's what a flex start is. I've shot hot in... You know, day one of, uh, of you know first round of a tournament, and then the next the next round I can't hold on to it. Same course, different course, whatever. There's so many variables with it, and so I think a quality win is you go out and you compete for 36 holes. You know, At least, because yeah, because yeah, anything can happen in 18, or you can shoot hot in 18, but anything can happen in 36. Um, yeah, that tests consistency, right? Like, yeah. Are you a consistent player or not? Right. Um, and my best win, which is a real one. It was a two-round <laughs> one, <laughs> was I, and I consider it my better one because I went out of town for it, and I won it in MA1 down in Louisiana in Monroe, and it was uh, there were 15 of us in MA1, and I was uh, about middle of the pack going into the second round, and everybody just sucked, I guess, in the second round, and oh, I played yeah. well, and I shot like six or seven down, and next thing I know, I had a stroke lead, and I made the last putt to win the tournament. That's kind of how uh, my, similar to that, my very first win which was a rec win. Um, it was it was actually the very first tournament I ever played. It was some kind of Nashville Scrapper Open or something down in Nashville, Arkansas. And uh, I went down, and in the first round, I was only ahead by one, maybe two strokes. So after round one, I mean, it was anybody's game, and this was, and like I said, MA3. So round two, I just had the endurance to play consistent. And when it was all said and done, I won by eight strokes. And I was getting dirty looks, you know, move up, this and that, all the normal stuff that people say. Yeah. And I was like, man, like, this is my very first tournament. I've never played this course. And if you look at the end of round one, I was ahead by one stroke. So I, I was just able to hold on to the endurance. And, you know, um, so I think that's why like a two round tournament just changes everything, makes it quality. Yeah. No, that that's, I'm sitting here looking at a tournament. I was looking at my three wins. One was a persimmon win that nobody signed up for. That was my first one. My second one was 
My second one was a Tanner Jarred Lone Star Flex Start at Rose. Yeah. And I won MA3, and there was 15 people in it. And your score, Jesse, was you won yours. Yeah. Right. Nine ninety nine. Minus four. Minus four for the tourney or for the flex star. Oh, was that his almost thousand rated round? Yeah. I never looks like it. it. You had nine ninety nine. Damn. Yeah. Have you ever gotten a thousand rated round? Nope. I've gotten a nine ninety nine and a nine ninety eight. You been playing that one Wyman don't look like? Uh, I guess. Yeah, you did. You shot minus two. Oh, JMO got me. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely got you. Absolutely. I think, uh, I think if I recall, like, maybe Tanner won pro, Stefan won, they may won, I won MA2, and we were all at the same score. Tanner, or uh, Stefan was minus four, and so was Tanner, so that's yeah. correct. Stefan hates that course. Well, he hated that course with these past tense now. I mean, there was 48, there was 48 people there. So, is that a, so that's a two. That's not a, I do agree with the two-round. Um, that's kind of a solidified win. Now, if it's a two-round, or if it's a two-round three-person in, um, in your bracket, mm. I mean, I would call that a um, a win. You know, what three people? <laughs> so I won the MVO. Uh, my real, what I consider my first real win. Um, I was looking to see if that was the same year you played, J-Mo, but it don't look like it. No, um, it's not. I was up there that year. Yeah, you were. Um, and there was, mm-hmm. there was five people there. And you were in what division? Uh, NA40. Man, I, I call that a win for sure. I shot minus five for the tourney, and that beat, did not beat intermediate. I would have got third there. And I would have won, tied for first in rec. And MA1, Stefan won with minus 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he played. Wow. I, was, I was there. I was on his damn card both times. Um, that's that's a good win, too, because that's a, a course that has several layouts. It's got at least three, I think. Three, three of them, yeah. So, with yeah. multiple pin positions, I think, on some of them. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, so a win's a win, how you want to take it. I mean, congrats, Ellis. It was seven people. Um, maybe that's what she needs to translate out. I mean, she goes gets Maple Hill this weekend, then, then, you know, and then you're talking. Maybe those are the kind of tournament wins you need to be a stepping stone for something bigger. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, good point. You know, that could give her some momentum, um, whether or not you believe in momentum. Brody does not believe in momentum. Brody does not. So. I wish he listened to I, I love I love you, Brody. I like your tweets now, too. Or your exes or whatever the frick it's called. Yeah, we're not really making fun of Brody. Oh, Brody. 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 No. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, what are we talking about? Oh, Mountain View. What else is going Oh, Masters is going on in Mountain View soon. Yeah, you get to play in that. Um <laughs> Are we done with national stuff? Yeah, we're done with national stuff. That was it. Um, there's Maple Hill's coming up. I'm sure all the big names are going back in. I guess he uh, Tatar's signed up for it. Uh, Missy, my girl Owen. That's going to have you know the usual like fifty to sixty the, on the FPO. And all the men signed up as well, right? So Alvin Norms, Calvin Cross, Mister Rough, uh, Rough Double Left Punch. 
<laughs> he, he did not do it with the sterling cannon. That was the key to that. That's pretty smart. You know? yeah. He did not pull the eagle where he punched the ground with his throwing hand. Yeah. Do you remember seeing that when he was when the eagle was like eighteen or something? I, well, I probably didn't see it. I heard about it. If you're gonna punch anything, don't do it with throwing hand or whatever hand you use for whatever reason. I mean, so please, you're gonna be out of business for a second. Not me. Uh, I'm not gonna say that one. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it looks like the usual suspects on the MPL. So we'll see who can. I mean, dude, it's the same names, except for that Mason Marchbanks. I've never seen that name. There's a couple of names I haven't seen, but... I think that with this, too, since it is an Elite Plus, there is a cutoff as far as the rating with, with this one, I think. Well, how in the hell would somebody like Mason Marchbanks make it? Man, he is. <sighs> Let's see. Well, I'm not going to look Maybe we need to get Mason on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah... Um, MVP opens a fun one. I can't wait to watch that one. That one's a good one to watch. Yeah, I'm sure they'll have the A-team commentators back out. Uh, and uh, whatever his name is. I don't even know his name. Um, oh, crap. Yeah, from Central Coast. Yeah. I like him. He's Ian. Ian. Yeah. Ian Rappaport. And I'm just playing this on it. Nate Sexton and the Gerber Baby. And Nate, Nate Dallas, Nate Sexton. Nate Dallas is the Gerber Baby, um, I believe. JMO told me. I did not say that. So, <laughs> my is uh, looking at the rest of these dates. I don't see the rest of the year. When is the last tournament of the year? So, you know, there is wraparound now. They actually have Silver Series events that will go through like December and January. Oh, why? Well, I don't care about those. At one point, they'll. Uh... <laughs> So, uh, yes, DGCs, and then then they have yeah, the women's uh, disc golf championship same time at uh, or the weekend before Rock Hill with the US DGC and let's there see, it is. Yeah, tour championship yep. October 12th through the 15th but this uh, Andalusia Open that seems pretty cool and it's in Spain, in Spain. Yeah, I'm gonna go I signed up no yeah, CW two is paying for it. So really, yeah, we made fifty four cents on Spotify, so we're gonna spend it wisely. Yeah, we uh, we've made it now. <laughs> fifty four cents. Hey, it's it's uh, at least it's something. So boom, now we're gonna move on to some local stuff coming up. Yeah, because we are locs of the five hundred one Morocco area code. And coming up is the uh, Heber Slings. Inaugural Heber Slings uh, Splashdown. Steve Hardcock is a super nice guy. I've, another nice guy I've met through Disc Golf uh, because of, or excuse me, because of Disc Golf, I met a really nice guy, and Steve is him. So he's running this, him and his wife, I believe. And so he, but he is playing. So what's the they have two courses in Heber Springs now? They do. They they have uh, Cedar Beach, which is the newest course designed by Ron Converse, one of the most winning winningness uh, disc golfers, uh, something like that. I forget what Ron's kind of claim to fame is. Like he's made one hundred twenty some thousand dollars at disc golf, so that's pretty good. Seventy five career wins, three hundred twenty one events. 
Ron's a super nice guy. I got to meet him at the um, Skins match or out of Persimmon for a tournament. <clears throat> um, and then we have Massive Bluff, which is the original course. Uh, it's right over there by the Greer's Ferry Dam, the Lock and Dam. Uh, the, I think there's a visitor center right there. You drive down and behind it. It's a fun course. It's um, first few holes are <clears throat> kind of open. And then about five or six, you go into the woods, which is a f very resy type course then. But the, the lines are, there's not like a lot of scraggly trees through there, which is super nice. Well, so what's the tournament? Is it both courses? That's correct. You play Saturday, you play one and two. You play both courses. And then on Sunday, you play Cedar Beach for the finale, I believe. So yes. one on Cedar Beach. <clears throat> That's correct. Yeah, uh, Cedar Beach is a really, it's a great course, a well-designed course, um, and the, it's definitely in the name. There are cedar trees everywhere. Those are really hard to trim up. When you're making a course, a cedar tree is a very strong tree, so they're not fun to clear out. Really? Yeah. yeah. And they make you itch. They're just, oh, I hate them. Mm -hmm. They make you itch. Yeah. So we're talking low ceiling here, very low ceiling, um, tight lines, and it's not like, not a wooded course in the sense where you have all those little baby uh, shoots coming up of trees mm -hmm. everywhere and yeah. just several trees in every square foot. Um, this one is, you know, there's just a few cedar trees and they branch out so much that it just takes over the area. So, nice. And it's a really well done course. They've cut it out really nice. Uh, it's a good mix. So it's got your heavily wooded and it's got some open. I'm going to assume since the last time I've been out there that it's even in better shape because it was kind of a new fledgling course when um, I was out there and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really great course. Yeah. Yeah. When we went out there, it was just open and it was looking really nice. But um, you're right. When I went back out there just recently, it was about a month ago and that course whooped my ass. It's it, man. It's got really nice, big cedar trees, low ceilings. Um, Nice lines, uh, defined lines. Uh, there's some bomber holes out there on the backside of the uh, course, I believe is what it is. Yeah, I think kind of on the back nine, there's some really far holes as well. So, Have you played it, J-Mo? No, I've not. No. Oh, man. Kind of while I was asking about it. Yeah. Uh, we'll be, you'd like it. Yeah, we need to get yeah. there because Chris hasn't played um, Mossy. Mossy Bluff either. So I don't know if we can we can get there after working time. No, so. Um, yeah, we're losing daylight. So it's it, you can. I mean, you're playing it twice, so it, it's a good course for you for sure, man. You have that nice low line flick, and uh, that's about what it takes. Just look at the pictures; it'll be all right. All right. So <laughs> we did. Yeah, that's that's how I get ready for a tournament. Like, damn, it's only five pictures. It's a B tier. <laughs> it's a B tier. So, I mean, what about a five person B tier win? Is that an acceptable win? Sure. Hell yeah, it's a B tier. <laughs> and more points. Yeah, more points. I want more B tiers because of more money added. So, and I'll say, like, everything's arbitrary in my mind. So, for me, for whatever reason, no matter if it's A tier, B tier, C tier, I don't care. Uh, the quality win is like 10, 10 people. Uh, and, I, I, and that's and again, that's just arbitrary. But you can also be a quality win. There's five people based on who those people are. Um, sure, yeah. So yeah. it's it's numbers and quantity. So many variables. It's all arbitrary. But I think if I had a fill of ten, I feel good about it. Fill of six with maybe just one other person I normally compete with. Uh, Your nemesis. 
I don't have Nemesis. Hey, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Is he signed up for it? Who? His Nemesis. Oh, I don't know. Let's check real quick. I, I, I believe he is. <laughs> you're not Nemesis. Man, you're going to have to go. Uh, no. But he, he might I be. guarantee you, if he sees that name go down, he'll sign up. So, <laughs> one thing we talked about, too, Wolf, earlier. Hey, um, before you start, what, what's, his, what's the player pack? What is he giving away there? Let's see. Player pack for all AMs. Of course, it's one of those chalky minis that I really like that uh, Steve and his wife Yes, make. the sh- Sherry. Uh, they're great. Uh, they're great little things, man. Uh, it's the best mini or the best chalk bag that I've seen. I did like I do like John's and them's a star, but uh, this one gives a ton of chalk out, so that's for sure. Yeah, and it has a zipper, so it, you can replace, you can refill it. Um, you do want to pull some of that rice and, and the rock out the ground. Well, I'm trying to zip it up with rock because then the zipper gets off, the the uh, the teeth get off, and it's not happening. It's done. Mm-hmm. So this one, uh, we talked about this earlier. You were, we were wondering, you know, it's a three-round tournament, so it's two days. We're going to have to find a place to stay for one. But uh, what courses would everyone be playing? And it looks like and they, they do have 100 folks is what their, uh, their cutoff is. So right now all divisions will play Cedar Beach for round one. Uh, that could change. So, 100 folks, man, even at 90 is the max at right. five. They're going to have to split to get that many. Okay. Yeah. So – um, which you know, just go with more as well. But that's uh, if they get a hundred, if they have got a hundred at Cedar Beach, that would be at Heber Springs, which is north of Little Rock. That would be uh, pretty impressive. Man, it's good. Cool. They got 48 right now. <clears throat> I see a lot of, I mean, because what feeds that tournament has to be the Heber Sing, the Slingers there, the, the club, and the BB, Cersei, area, uh, yeah. those kind of guys to draw us. Because it is a state of night, maybe. I mean, you can drive back and forth. I was going to look up real fast to see how far of a drive it is. But after two rounds, and then depending on what the starting times are for that uh, second round, uh, or for the second day's round, if it's late in the afternoon or nine or so, that's not bad. They're tea times. Yeah, so that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, like a, I like a good tea time tournament. I do, too. Um, it, it likes you. I've, I've played in a few here and there, but... Uh, Nothing really compares for me in terms of a tea time at Persimmon Ridge. I just, I, I like it. Uh, I, yeah, we've been talking about a lot. We, we, I, I like tea times. Yeah. We're yeah. talking, you're talking two rounds, each one tea time? Like two round, two day, tea time, both days? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but having a tea time at Persimmon Ridge is cool because you're up there at the top with people watching uh, as you tee off on one. And then when you, when you punt out on 18, uh, and if, especially if you're lead card or chase card, and so you have like your uh, your field up there on top watching, and you're waiting for you to mess up or waiting for you to sink it to to go up and everything. Like it's uh, the finishing hole in, on in a tee time round like that on 18 is pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's for sure. And like you said, there's and and if you hit a big pot or I mean, put some pressure on. It's fine. That's what it should be. Um, that's kind of something we're going to talk about is playing rated rounds versus casual rounds and. Um, I like all the rounds for the competition. I like, you know, um, I don't care if I win a mini. I really don't. I just enjoy running them and um, seeing other people win and it's a time to work on things. And minis are a time to mentally prepare as well. So uh, for weighted rounds. Great time for newer players, which we see a lot of these days, to come out and actually learn the sport, uh, learn some rules because players 
um, that are playing out in those minis that have been playing for a while, they're, you know, they will definitely help a new player out. So I, I feel the same way. I go to a, I go to a rated tournament so that I can play against the competition and see how I compare. It's dynamic. I guess that makes sense because Ron is sponsored by dynamic. Yes. So that Dimax disc is the other part of the player pack too that um, you mentioned and a pin. You get a custom event pin. Uh, speaking of pins, I got your pin in my car. Thought you let me borrow today for okay. a mini. Or yeah, uh, I run fifteen minutes away from here. Yeah, that yeah, I said that. All right, so I was right. Um, it's an easy drive too. It's pretty. I mean, it's a little windy there, kind of a little bit, uh, but um, I would prefer to stay up there. I would too. So if anybody wants to house me, that'd be great. But there being tea times for Sunday makes it a lot easier to travel. And uh, okay, so the, everybody's going to be on the same course at the same time, so we don't have to like split up possibly. No, it's an hour and fourteen minutes to uh, Mossy Bluff. <laughs> it's that's pretty funny. Mm -hmm. Hour fifteen to one, hour fourteen to the other. Oh, okay. Have you played Mossy Bluff, Jamo? There was one time that I visited and. I tried to squeeze it in, but the dark was coming, and I was never playing the course, playing by myself, trying to rush to beat the sign or the moon, whatever. It, it didn't work out. Um, so, it's I've played I, it several times. It's a fun course. I enjoy it. Um, you don't really get to see the dam too much or the water. I, I thought maybe you could get a little closer, but uh, it's just a nice and it's uh, open. Then wooded, then it opens back up a little bit. So yeah, because the last few holes are uh, pretty open. All right. Well, I'm excited to play it now. Hopefully, I can get up there and play it before. Yeah. I, I know Cedar's hard as hell, so that'll be. <laughs> Maybe if we can get off early Friday, if we had a place to stay, but I don't know. What we'll, we'll see. We can camp. We can camp. That's fine. Camp, man. It's supposed to be nice. That's why I signed up because the weather looks amazing. Dude, yeah, it's gonna be so nice. It'll be a little cooler up there on Drew's Ferry on the Big Lake. So, and it's a great warm up for me for uh, Arkansas Masters at the end of the month. So, yeah. So that's your that's your next tournament after that, right? There's nothing else in between. Not unless I'm. I don't know. We haven't talked about it, but um, yeah, that's my next tournament. I'm just trying to get some rated rounds in. I don't know why trash doesn't matter so uh haven't been shooting just well rated wise or minis but just trying different disc and things at the moment i'm just gonna be my excuse so but when you play against guys you throw well it's tough yeah and then i mean you throw a lot though when do you say or have you maybe not thrown as much as you'd like i haven't thrown as much this year as i normally like to like today playing two rounds man that used to be almost an everyday thing Especially if you can get off early. Uh, after three, you can get two rounds in, for sure. Yeah. So, but, so what, what, is, what is the Masters at? Man, you guys are at 80 players. Uh, 140 is the cutoff. So, dang it, 140. Oh, at, it's tea time. So, he can get, he's saying he can get 140 players through there. Yep. Awesome. And that's, uh, and it's Chase running it. Chase, uh, Chase, Chase Underwood. Underwood yeah. And he's very, you know, he's definitely good enough to run that. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Uh, he knows, yeah, so, and you have to, uh, you know, dot your I's and cross your T's in his tournaments, and that's the way it should be. So, mm -hmm. 
Um, Why is that the only one he does now? Uh, I mean, he don't want to play anymore. He's he's too busy winning pickleball tournaments and having babies. Oh, he's not having a baby, but his wife. So you know, it, you see that, especially in younger folks that 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 do are moving into a family life where before they them and their wife just got married and they're just like super young twenties and don't feel on their way through life. And then I was, you know, you just settle into a career and have a kid and something has to give. Right. So sometimes disc golf does that for people. Mm -hmm. and yeah. He's not the only one that's uh, no, off and pickleball. pickleball has uh, taken quite a few people. I think from the, from I heard the McQueens are playing pickleball now. Yes, they are. I heard the same thing today. Man, that hurt when I heard that. Hurt me, Caleb and Kendall that probably don't listen to our podcast. We'll have to tag them whenever you post this. Yeah, I'll definitely yeah. tag them for that 10-second blurb I just gave out. But no, I like those dudes. And, and I've, uh, I like a lot of these dudes I see on this uh, Masters list. It's a uh, – so Masters is 40 – and above, and then you have a 50 and above, and a 60 and above, and a, probably a 55, maybe. I don't know if they do 55s anymore, but... They can break it down into those increments that they want. Um, do 55 plus. I've been, you know, I was begging them to do a 35 so I could play it. Yeah. There used to be a 30 plus, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Back in the day. So, um, and you have AMs and pros, so it's some good added money there. A lot of nice name pros are coming out. I see. I see the four-digit club there at the MP60s. Yep. Who? And there's one with 202. That's hilarious. There's a 202,000 one, and then like I feel like everybody else has four digits. <laughs> they just to get the game and decided. Yeah. I mean, he could have been playing forever and just decided to get his uh, number finally. He didn't. He probably has. Yeah. He's won 185 bucks, man. Where's he from? He is from Melbourne, Arkansas. I have no idea where Melbourne, Arkansas is at. So that's cool. Good for him. I, you know, I'm going to go up there and take all this equipment with me and hopefully set up uh, and do some podcasts with these guys. Uh, Bob Ellis is the site. Since you can't go, you, you feel like the format festival is a way better deal than hanging out with a bunch of old dudes and old people laying. Uh, of Mountain View, and I'll be uh, up there next year because I'll be old enough to play in it. So, man, there's some hosses, there's some big names, uh, there's some really solid golfers that are. I hate to use the word seniors, but seniors, uh, you know, they age, didn't use the word geriatric, so that's nice. In age protected uh, divisions, there's some really solid golfers that will beat you pretty much, or can hang with some young bucks for sure. Oh yeah, a lot of these guys in MP40 are they're competing against the younger players in MPO events, and uh, you know especially they're going to chase where, whatever uh, division might have more players in it and have a better payout. The city of, and I've always forget their names. The city of Mountain View does a great job of keeping the lines clean, keeping the course clean of uh, like little saplings and little trossy trees growing up and stuff like that everywhere. Um, they, uh, it's a park course, so it's there are people that typically walk around and watch you. They'll stop and watch for the most part. Um, Bob Ellis will be there. That's who I'm staying with. Uh, you know, Bob hasn't been playing just that long. I thought he was like 
playing forever, but no. I think he's – I forget how long he's been playing. He told me, I forget, man, just not that long. Yeah, it surprised you. Yeah, he's only still playing Mountain View and Jeff Spencer and uh, getting that going. And Ricky Wasaki, that's a, all kind of a neat story. Hopefully we'll be able to get him to tell that again and how he got into disc golf and why. Um, it's just kind of like we all get into disc golf and why. It's a, a great escape from the reality. Um, and we try to go out and enjoy it and have a good time and and not create more more trashy reality. I like good, I like birds chirping. It's fun. So that seems like a good segue into that next topic, which is, you know, what has disc golf done for you? Uh, I've met you guys both through disc golf. You guys are both good friends of mine. Um, I'm very lucky as a person to have you guys in my life. And disc golf is very good for me to get away. Um, and, you know, just kind of a, kind of find a balance in my life. Totally. Not overdo it. You can overdo it. That's for sure. You can overdo anything. <laughs> Jesse, why, why did you start playing disco? Uh, I usually joke, and when people ask how I got into it, like I was just just potheads. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. That uh, is the stereotype. Yeah, I uh, when I was younger, I was in high school. I was working vinyl siding, and uh, me and my boss went to um, uh, Dallas with the Hurricane Harbor. And the guy we were staying with, we had like an extra day or something. And so he took us to play disc golf. And we had never played it, never heard of it. It was a really nice course in Dallas. And so as soon as we got back uh, to Tushkana, we bought, uh, bought some discs and then started going to Spring Lake Park. And um, they had they had a early bird. It was called the Early Bird Mini. That's what it was called. And so it was like every Saturday morning at 8 o'clock during the summers. And so um, he and I would do that. And then I got my best friends from school. To start doing that with me and so we would be up at six o'clock to then travel to um just get ready and travel to uh Texarkana by eight to be in this mini um and we did that for, for quite a while um while we were in high school so that's kind of how i got into it and started playing with those guys and my friends and uh just being competitive is what i enjoy uh, out of it um because i've always had a competitive nature and this golf allows me to still maintain that competitive nature Absolutely. Um, and I'm sure the guys in the mini were all very accepting of new players. Yeah, what's weird is that they were very accepting. But what I've noticed, I don't know if it has to do with the, the boom of disc golf or, or whatnot. But until I got to uh, start playing heavily again, I met uh, Duncan Howard and Tom Coffin in a summer league at the tracks. And until that moment, so we're in 23, that may have been like 2020, 2019, maybe. Um, I was, I was, I, I didn't know the rules. Basically, I was, I was football team. I was moving stuff. I was doing this, doing that. And so, whereas the guys at uh, Tushkana were accepting and we had fun, they did not teach you anything, Man. not a dang thing. They didn't teach you anything about technique. They didn't teach you anything about the, thing about the rules. Um, it was weird. And then I get here and. Uh, like I said, Tom was like, hey, dude, like, you're cheating, man. You need to watch out. You totally relearned the game. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, and but, but what I see here, I, I don't know, again, I don't know if it's because of the, the area or the people or just the boom, um, but people are constantly giving pointers uh, when asked or, or if, they, if you see that very egregious football, like, hey, like, you seem new, that's not really what you do, but, you know, do you have to stay behind your lie, et cetera? Um, so the Central Arkansas group has been cool with that. But, so that's, it was a unique situation where 
They're accepting. They're super cool, but they didn't teach you a dang thing. So, so the accepting super cool guys. What would you say their age and uh, what kind of dudes they were? It, it ranged, but it was mostly like thirties, that kind of thirty year olds and and up. There's maybe a couple younger guys in there, and then then the three of us. We were the youngest. We're the only high schoolers there. Um, uh, and they were, I mean, they were cool guys. I like guess just chill, uh, kind of all walks of life, I guess, <coughs> different things like that. I, when I started playing, I played with a bunch of burners, and they're old dudes, and um, they did the same thing. They didn't teach you anything. They and they were doing the same thing. Like one one of the biggest things I got taught when when I moved here from uh, Steve Shaw, uh, who doesn't play, I don't think much anymore. I met him at the tracks when it was just a nine holer. We played a lot together, and I would. Uh, but I went, when you're inside the circle, I mean, I'm stepping forward every time, right? Yeah. Like leaning and, and falling off balance. And, yeah. and I know no idea, you know, when you throw behind your dish, you got to be relatively close to it, you know, so you can't move things. Uh, you're right. You don't get shown and you hope that somebody's patient enough to show you during many. You know, hey, you know, and that's really up to all of us. You can be nice about it. You don't have to be a rude ass about it and uh, belittle them in front of somebody. You can just kind of say, hey, bro, you know, I do it still. I see a lot of guys that uh, don't maintain that balance when they're putting, right? They're, they're putting and kind of leaning forward and going and, and trying to go in. Yeah. So you, you should be a good uh, Samaritan. And how about you, Jesse? Do you do that now for people you see? Yeah, I do. I like do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, All right. Sound like you didn't believe him. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I know Jesse, and um, and he said something earlier that that that's right. Uh, we're talking about rated versus casual, and 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 your cards. When you go out and play, you're going. We're all going out typically to relieve stress, not be stressed out. Playing with somebody different. You don't know these people. God, they could be an ass. I mean, you never know. They could be, I mean, even though if they're bad, though, I don't care. But at least uh, I hate watching somebody do it over and over again. And, and oh, I don't know why it's doing this. Well, okay, well, you continue to throw it the same way. It's going to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. People out there being negative constantly is, it'll take away the, the fun of the sport for sure. Yeah, and, 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 but on the other end, if I play with you a couple of times and you're still doing the same thing, yeah, I'm not gonna be. It's not gonna be very fun for me. Yeah, right. sometimes it's hard to be inclusive. Yeah, because uh, inclusive means everything, every everything, and so we want to be inclusive. But then we also like we just really don't want to play with this person because of this reason or that reason or uh, if it doesn't <laughs> if it doesn't bring us peace, we don't want it to. And we'll right, right, away. and and if I have that right and that access to make that happen, I will. Uh, call me rude or call me um, a snob or whatever, but I'm out there for my peace of mind. If you yeah. can't bring it to me, there's a good chance we're not going to play together. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're looking out for yourself out there. And you should be, but uh, like on the other end, like, I like disc golf because of the competitiveness. I do like the competitiveness. I do like to try to go out and do well and want to do well, and uh, especially against the guys I play against who throw well. So it's not fun always being last or whatever, but Think first, you're last, so. <laughs> Ricky Bobby. I was there, Ricky. <laughs> I don't want to say that, Ricky. 
I started playing when I was, uh, it was 98 or 99. So I was. Back in the summer of 99. I was a teen. We only had Burns Park here in Little Rock and not even what you see today. Well, <laughs> yeah, never mind. Maybe about what you see today as far as number. There was no Dupree back then? There was Dupree. Dupree got put in uh, pretty soon after, maybe a year or two after I'd started playing. Uh, the first actual person that I know from the scene that I played with was James Lisi. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I knew James. He worked with my older brother at Cajun's Wharf Bussing Tables, so we had known him for years. Uh, and then just to add on to what you guys said, yeah, it definitely started because I was smoking a lot of pot. And it seemed like a fun game. And I would, you know, we did have the red course up in there. So the woods were a great place to be for that. No, well, let's be clear. I was not smoking pot when I was playing. <laughs> so it was the other guy. What Wolford talking. said. He said yeah. burners was the, was the term. I, um, for sure, started playing this game because I was told it was com somewhat competitive and, and you could smoke pot. Mm -hmm. And back then, it was just so trashy, bud. So, I mean, you had to smoke a bunch of it um, compared to today. So, but it does have that stigmatism to it. Uh, the new, kind of the newer generation definitely doesn't keep that stigmatism around. Um, I don't really see just a lot of people out there smoking, uh, to be honest with you. And you can't, technically you can't at rated events or something like that. So flex arts and stuff like that. You can't do that. So, um, Jamie, said it earlier, actually, with the, cause you started playing around COVID, right? During the COVID boom. Well, that's when I was getting back into getting it. Back yeah. Into it. So um those guys were very accepting that was a very diverse group of people as well so you have lawyers you have doctors you have uh, you know carpenters life, you know, playing disc golf so no. I, one of the ones i was always loved playing uh there was this hotel being built and these mexican dudes who just spoke little to no english man they could chunk it man at this one course there in texas god dang and they just carried their disc around in a um like a Walmart sack with uh, like some uh, micheladas or something like that. And um, God, they could throw. <clears throat> because they did it every day when they were done working on that hotel. They The course was right there. And they got to play. So, I mean, it's just you find it just that works. It's not that hard to figure out, right? Right. I got to do is keep throwing it. Keep throwing it. And I will say that... If it wasn't for disc golf, I probably wouldn't have any friends. I don't have any through work. Um, I, I would guess I would figure out another way to make friends or whatever, but usually, you know, your friends and people like that in your life come from work or school. It used to be school, now school's work and um, your extracurricular activity. Um, I used to not talk to anyone playing, so. But now I have, like, dudes like y'all and um, Dan and Mitch and Seacock uh, and the PFARs and really the 501. Um, everybody was super nice uh, to me on my birthday today. David Hernandez, thank you for the P2 Power Disc. Bro, bro, thank you for the Twisted T. Robbie Shaw, thank you for the $20. To buy more twisted tea. To buy, I think I put. You know, what did I buy with that? I think I put to that. Oh, I was we we're trying to give it away for an ace today at the Bryant course. We played the Bryant course after the tracks mini today. Thank you to all fourteen people who came out and watched Chris Hancock uh, 
shoot a very quiet minus seven. He was on our card, and uh, I would have not known he was minus seven um, just by watching him play, I guess. But I'm happy he won um, because, just like I said, disc golf, uh, it's a good reflection of life. People don't, you don't believe it. You're, I don't know what to tell you. It's a great reflection of life and has some good ups and downs and some highs and lows, man. It's nothing better than a good round and shed that, you know, crappy round as quick as you can, just like life. Yeah, absolutely. Jamo, what's uh, give us a little bit more as to what disc golf gives you. Uh, like, well, like I said, the, the competitive side of it, but the, just being active, um, it's a nice walk in the park, basically. You know, you get out and you see the see nature, and I mean, some courses don't really have too much. Like, the tracks is good, but it's kind of open on some side. It's more uh, pedestrian, I guess, than some other courses where you are seeing very natural-esque things. Um, so that's uh, just being active, getting out there to get off the cows and do stuff, you know, and, and see the beauty. It's also, so like, I, uh, I like to travel, and so I, that, that is part of it. Tra disc golf is one of the most important things for me when I'm traveling. Um, so you could honestly say that maybe I only travel because of disc golf. So because of disc golf, I'm getting out and I'm going to Colorado and to Oregon and Washington and stuff like that, and, uh, playing these courses and seeing the sites out there and uh, meeting new people doing that. Um, and then also, obviously, what Chris said, that the friendship is, well, yeah, yeah, you have, you have friends at work, you have friends here, you have friends there, you have, you have friends at disc golf, but you also have, like, your true friends. Like, we're, we're, we don't play disc golf together, and that's it. We, we go celebrate Chris's birthday. We go, celebrate, we go to concerts. We do this. We're, we're always together outside of disc golf as well. So that, that's really kind of the line between, yeah, I have friends that I play disc golf with, and then, like, I made friends. Because we are, we were, we were at Dan's house watching the world. So that's a, that's a huge thing, and some people uh, don't get that level of it, unfortunately. Um, but they still have friends out there um, for on the course, and uh, it's been a big deal for me the past you know, year um, having this as an outlet to go and to de-stress, but also just hang out with y'all if I needed y'all. Uh, we could go to Hill Station or whatever, and so. Um, opportunity to travel and to echo Chris the, the friendship out of the true friendship out of it man yeah that's kind of exactly how I feel about it um when I moved back to Little Rock after living in uh Monroe Louisiana for three years and that was COVID you know and all that so disc golf boomed I moved back up here uh the scene had exploded from when the last time I played but uh not to sound depressing or anything, but I, you know, I may not have had a whole lot of friends moving back up here because even though I'd lived here my whole life, but those weren't true friends, you know, that yeah. I would, those would be a big acquaintances. Yeah. I only had one friend, uh, basically outside of, outside of work, outside of disc golf, outside of everything I had before I was playing disc golf, I had one friend and we, you know, for working, we're not oh. seeing each other, but you graduate college and people go away. We just so happen to be in the same area. Um, but that was all I had. But now playing disc golf, it's I do have the friends. I was told one time you lose ten percent of your friends every year. So if you have ten friends, you're gonna lose one friend. But hopefully, you make another friend. You should. But what is a friend to me? A friend is somebody. If I'm in jail at three a.m. and I need to get bailed out because of like, let's say, a public in talks, not not like. You know, murder or anything like that. You know, but I don't know if we're friends then. 
Wouldn't that be an enabler? <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> well, if I needed somebody to bail me out and, and I called them and somehow I remember their number, then yes, that's a friend. To that's me. the hard part now is that you get to nobody remembers numbers anymore. They're yeah. all on the phone. And not somebody that like like I said, just an acquaintance. My dad always said, and life's full of acquaintances, very few friends. Yeah. So and the test of time will always do that, uh prove that. So I have one friend that I I talked to through high school from high school. So for thirty years, I've talked to him. That's about it. Nice. I have one of those as well. And I thought I had some ride or dies in my life, and yeah, no, that's not the case. Um, There's, you know, there's say I got ten good friends here. You know, I mean, yeah, there's a good chance I'm going to lose one. Why am I going to lose one? Well, they may move. They get married they uh they're already married have children they're already married get a divorce man where you're at 10 where you're at now five ten years down the road you're i hope you've bettered yourself i hope you're not in the same spot because if you're in the same spot it's pretty stagnant and people do like that i like that i worked the same job for 19 years because i knew the job and i was comfortable with it but that's 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 not that's not a way to live. Yeah. You have to better yourself and, and push and push yourself like doing this podcast, learning this freaking board and learn how to freaking tie all three mics in and some freaking really frustrating hours, but it's worth it when it all works at the end. So it looks like it is now. God I hope so. We've been talking a while. We're at an hour by yeah, the looks of it. I mean I hope it's recorded. Well But I'm thankful for disc golf. Uh, I always have been, like I said. That bag, no matter what, my uh, for the past since 1995, I've had a bag with me. No matter where I went, no matter if I got kicked out or if I left or whatever, that bag was. Uh, I would think that my exes, uh, the one they would know that 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 would hurt me the worst if they would burn like my my, my disc, like if they would throw them in a fire and take a picture of it or something like that. <laughs> that would hurt me way more than anything else, really. Well, like. Jamo was saying um, about the travel and playing courses. There's courses everywhere. They're all over the country. They're all over, you know, large parts of Europe. Um, that's actually something I want to do next year when I'll be 40. You want to go to Europe and travel? And no, not Europe. I mean, <laughs> when I travel, I have the. I will always have the uh, the thought that there's disc golf courses where I'm going. So I'm yeah. excited about being able to go to that and yeah. in my travels and meet new people. Every time, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do the same thing flying. Yeah, man, I feel cool carrying my disc golf back through the airport. Yeah, I got something way yeah. cooler in ball golf. There's a little bit of risk when you're doing it because, uh, you know, you're looking at e-disc and e-disc may say this is a, a four or a five rated course or whatever, but statistically it's just, you know, because I guess a lot of our people that have played it have still rated it high. And it, so you're, you're going to a blind course basically and uh, you may come across something that's just – Absolutely terrible. Like I was, I was coming through Kansas, and uh, there was this. There's a sign, a, ma- a massive sign, uh, on on the side of the interstate, and it said "disc golf that way" or whatever. I was like, well, if there's gonna be a freaking huge sign for it, like it's you gotta, gotta be good. You gotta go. And so I pulled over. I picked it up on you guys. Like, okay, like it's got some good ratings and everything. Uh, I get out there, and I can't remember what they called it. It was like. Like little Sweden or something, like it was some kind of like uh, Scandinavian esque town. Um, either way, you get to the the course, and it's this super super rundown, uh, just like park. It had a like a football field with a dirt track around it, 
maybe a baseball diamond without any fencing and like a swing set. It's super sketchy. Um, And the parking lot for the course was like a two car parking lot. Um, So it it was, it was just weird. It was unique. You get there and like, Oh, it's like a five star course. And it's like, Oh wow. This is a city park. that's not even maintained. Um, So it was, it was interesting, but you also have some that are really freaking awesome. Yeah. Some gyms. No. Well, I like to hike. Um, I like to do walking meditations and I like to find balance in my life and, and some peace and disc golf is perfect for me for that. And I stay active. Um, you know, I work outside, so I'm kind of used to the weather this time of year, but I don't play as many rated rounds this year. It's been more casual as far as the summertime goes. Uh, that's just been what's better from, for me physically. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I'm not really sure what else I would, I don't want to go to the gym. I'd much rather go to the disc golf yeah. course. I'll go to the yeah. gym for some things, but, but it's a, a good place where I can really accomplish a lot and mentally accomplish a lot. So yeah. I'll say that there's not one person I've played with more than a couple of times that I don't like. Does that make sense? Yeah. Did I say that right? Because I'm all, I was trying to think of something. Yeah, no, no, I know. I, I mean, I was just sitting there thinking about that too, man. I, no matter what somebody said about me, or um, Chad gave me a shirt that said, "You, you know, see the good in all people." I think that's what you got to do. We, I can, we can find negatives all day in each other. I can find negatives in these two nubs all day long. So, sure, I do too. I mean, I know I do. I'm an ass, and uh, I get that. So. But that makes us who we are, and if and if you're friends, these people are accepting, you know, um, of you. They they see through that because they know who you really are. You're really a, a true uh, a true OG of friends, um, and that's what you're hoping find. And I hope everyone out there finds that uh, through disc golf. Um, that's what we try to make the page five one page. Like uh, I just see a lot of uh, Robert Robert something came out tonight uh, today to the mini new guy. It was like the new face of the uh, mini. I can look it up right now, but his name's Robert. He wore a Manchester United uh, practice jersey, and I like seeing new people. You all know that. I, I enjoy believe it. his name was Robert Matthews. Thank you. And I can't believe I didn't. You know, I said to Alcott today uh, the card of four Chris's and a Mitch. Uh, I was like. I can't believe more people didn't come out to the show with Mini, and he told me there was 24. I was like, oh, well, I guess a lot of people did come out. I didn't feel like there was 24 there, but I believe him. And because, that, man, an ace for $400. Are you joking me? Why are y'all not going to do this? Yeah, you would think it would be a full set. It's worth it. It's $8 to win 400 I don't understand. I mean, there's at least three or four holes out there that are aceable for most people. Yeah, we almost... Solid ace at Sherwood. Yeah, I changed. Yeah, I it, yeah, I changed our. I got something better that day. I got a win over. Uh, I put four hundred dollars, and I, I would I, listen. I would blow that on something dumb. Uh, <laughs> Man, I'm watching more podcast shit that we don't need. But uh, Texas beat Oklahoma, or Oklahoma, Alabama. Um, in case you didn't know, and I may be a Texas fan, and I'm so happy about that. Um, but. That's it now. We'll worry about we got we got this week coming up. If it's such a sad way to live your life, but it's just just the way it is, man. You know, you're only as good as your last mistake. So uh, nobody remembers all the good stuff you do. They only remember the bad. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Yeah. 
And then they start setting expectations, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, man. Speaking of expectations is love, right? That's what, we're at our time pretty close. I, I can't see that time over there. I can't either, but I know we're over an hour. So, so that's cool. Jesse was much more talkative this time with us. So we have, yeah, we have another uh, Jesse's first ace clip where he didn't say but maybe 10 words. Yeah. I, well, I always knew that if I ever hit one, I was probably going to be like anticlimactic about it. And this one was exactly that because like I didn't even see it. It was behind a tree. I was like, oh. Well, <laughs> I, right. did, I did see it. I was standing <laughs> yeah, we saw it. <laughs> Well, when I looked over at you and Diamond Dave, I was like, I, I'm not really like, getting anything out of it. I feel like because I, I guess I, guess, I just didn't believe it. You're feeding off of the other people. I, I thought I had one this weekend, and uh, again, I chained through. And the alien, I still like that disc. Thank you, Big Rob, for uh, giving me another alien. It's a cool-looking uh, yellow alien. And thank you all for the birthday wishes I've seen on Facebook. I'm about to go and read and respond to. I'll take the rest of my life up. and. I'm glad to call you guys friends. Yeah, I'm glad to call you friend. Um, you kept coming up in my Facebook feed as a guy you don't want to be friends with. I'm like, who the frick is this guy? And he's having Louisiana. I, I don't know. I didn't know. I, I know you and I both know us. Uh, matter of fact, I just became friends with a girl that we both know. So, uh, oh, yeah. On Facebook. Yeah. And so Chris and I do know a lot of the same folks. Don't. Don't. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Little Rock is. That's how Arkansas is. You always know everyone through someone. And that's good, man. And at, to a point, um, I'd rather do that than live in a city like New York where you're just uh, another person can get stabbed, lay on the ground, and nobody would really care. I mean, there's a dude that's went around the subway for a couple of days dead. Nobody bothered to mess with him. Mm. Always asleep. Alone. It's cool. Yeah, I like the size of our city. So. Um, you guys got anything else? No, we tell people we love them. So tell them you love them in some way. I appreciate y'all. Tim always do better. He's got some stuff coming up where he does some good stuff for the community and get toys for tots. Yeah, the best toys for tots hanging around. It's a fun one, and it's always well attended. Like you do a good job with that one. Yeah, thank you. This will be year four, and I just can't. I remember when I was first. Just tossing around the idea. I, you know, I, had, I had expectations, I guess, but zero expectation. Mm -hmm. And that year one, I mean, I was pretty much in tears after afterwards with the the turnout. Yeah. And then year two, same thing. Year three, same thing. So it's. Uh, I, Chris said this earlier. I, man, I'm just the facilitator. I I told I told this Facebook group, hey, be here this time, this place, bring a toy, and let's have fun. And then y'all just absolutely destroyed it. I mean. I can I can talk about it all day. We're gonna talk about it again. I'm sure I'll sure. have you on again. Sure, we'll have time, but uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep, and that's it. I like to facilitate because I like the people, um, and I like big turnouts, and I, and that's why I do it. Um, cause <laughs> I think it's a great group of people. Um, we're a big family. We we have our rough spots at times, but for the most part, I mean, I got some happy birthdays from people I thought hated me, so I guess maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> and the, but unless it's not on your birthday, yeah, well, yeah, it's the same day they like me. But yeah, no, I know we all appreciate it um, because you you do run quality events. People will come out, so yeah, and they deserve to be a part of quality events. So yeah, well, I'm gonna say I love y'all. I gotta get up and uh, turn this stuff off. So yeah, I'm gonna finish up. 
No, thank you guys. Thanks, JMO, for coming on. Thank uh, you. And yeah, once again, you know, disc golf brings a lot to a lot of people. So if you're out there playing it, enjoy it. So thank you guys. And be kind to yourself, be kind to others. Thanks for listening. Brush your head. Ow. Ow. <laughs>